everybody. Welcome to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. I'm Kim. And I'm Kyle. And doctor, I want to be a virgin again. <laughs> Does it smell bad, doctor? <laughs> doctor, I put my whole doctor. finger in his asshole, but he still needed to masturbate in the bathroom to ejaculate. Why? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everyone. <laughs> Welcome I to hope, Before uh, the 90s, season six. I hope your kids are asleep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in other news, oh, Gino man. has new hats, you know, new hats. I, I, I got a new hat. Wow. That that totally uh, just completely fixes his personality, right? He he can't come with his dick inside of Jasmine, but he has right. new hats, so it's going to totally make everything better. It's fine. I can't come when we argue. I am the only per- <laughs> the only man that has never wanted makeup sex before. <laughs> Apparently, when he said that, I was like, "Wait a minute, really?" Isn't that like the best? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's making excuses. We'll talk about it. I yeah. I also I completely forgot Jasmine had kids. Like where are they? I don't know. It's a mystery. I don't know. <laughs> if she's just keeping them off screen, I'm kind of like really proud of her. But the fact that she's asking for a two bedroom luxury rental so that her sister can live with her, I'm like maybe maybe they're grown. I guess she's old enough. They could be like out of the house and grown and off on their own, but um, we've never seen them, which I'm, I'm appreciative of. I would not like to see them, but you know, well, Jasmine and Gino are certainly delivering uh, already the, the entertainment value. I have to say after episode one, all the rest of these stories are frightening. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm scared. This is the saddest I've ever been. Like Amanda, Tyre, um, even David. like they're, they're <laughs> setting David up to be sad, even though there's no real reason, but it has a melancholy about it the way it's edited. But they're, I mean, like half of the American cast, I'm just like sad for them. Like, I don't know if I can talk shit about Amanda at all. I can't talk shit about Tyree. Like, I, I I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> We're not qualified. <laughs> um, what did you think about Riley? Uh he seems like uh a decent guy that's just um I don't know. I mean, look, Violet is 43 years old. He he hasn't sent her that much money. It uh, I'm trying to think like I'm the first episode is always tough. He sent he is he's the one that sent her a couple grand, right? Like barely anything because her I, house got yeah. destroyed, or is that someone else? No, I think that's Riley. And he said it was I, now I have to remember if it's Riley or Tyree. Oh no, that was David. Sorry. Her like Oh, that was David, da- yeah. Yeah, uh, Sheila's house, she lost her job from COVID, her house burned down, and then a typhoon hit the wreckage. <laughs> Jesus. Ugh. The thing is, I kind of believe that all of that could happen. Oh, I, I don't know. Do, I, yeah, I don't think that's a lie. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, with Riley, he seems like 
a decent dude. Their relationship is, I I, I kind of buy it so far. You do? Like the, I, I mean, a little bit because I think that like joking around in that way shows a certain level That's of true. closeness Yeah, that a lot of these people don't have. I mean, he's talked to her for two years. The whole thing about get off the dating app, but I'm not going to get off the dating app oh is obviously God. a huge red flag. That's I'm sure going to be addressed five million times. Yeah, I feel like he's like really playing the victim. Like he's doing that thing where, oh, I had a girlfriend in the past that cheated on me. So now I'm skeptical of all women, regardless of if they've shown like that behavior. And the fact that like he's like, oh, well, she did lie to me and she it does feel like she's holding stuff back for me. I'm like, well, maybe act on that intuition then. Uh, But I mean, go see her. But you know, don't buy the ring. All these people are just so eager to propose like 24 hours in, but that's, I guess that's why we love before the 90. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those things that he's, he says he's terrified of saying, I love you because everyone always leaves. Well, maybe it's not, maybe it has nothing to do with the words, but you being a naive dummy that can't read your partner and you scare the shit out of them because you say, I love you after 10 minutes. I don't know. But it's, it, yeah. it is annoying when someone who's almost 50 years old looks back at something that happened 20 years ago. All like, oh, women can't be trusted. Yeah. <laughs> Sluts. <laughs> God. Yeah. I just, I'm also Amanda. Like I cried during her like intro package. Dude, I did too. But it's I cringe. In- I cringed. My entire body turned inside out for a second with the the box, um, the sadness box. Yeah. yeah. But then you kind of realize throughout this episode, which was very Amanda heavy, that she is not dealing with this. Uh, I don't know if she's dealing with this well. And no, no, she's and um, it's it's like, oh, shit. Like, this is where the storyline's going. She's not. I don't think anyone would expect her to be over her husband, but that's kind of part of the problem. Right. She's not ready. She's not ready for this. Her kids aren't ready for this. They literally take the dudes. I I assume the guy she doesn't go out of her way to say this, but I assume that the guy's ashes are in that box. That's what I, that's the question that yeah. I had. Yeah. And I, this is, is the that thing just like a, is, is that just like a totem or is that literally I, the, the poor dude's ashes that are on the way to the airport? I don't know. I have a hard time. Like I, I felt like that's gotta be the guy's ashes, but then the fact that they're taking it to the airport <laughs> where she's going to, on a bang trip, Makes me just think it's like maybe a comfort object for the kids. I I kind of can't believe that that <laughs> would happen. I know it, it's very strange, but and this is the thing: she's making 
a really bad decision, but you kind of understand why, because yeah, the, the level of grief that she's experiencing, it's like the whole point of this podcast is to talk shit and be judgmental about people we don't know. But it's really hard to do that with Amanda because I feel so bad for her. And I just I can't even like identify with the level of grief that she's feeling. And, you know, how would I deal with that? I don't know. So um, this, in, it's going to be tough. Like, man, guys, I'm not in bad health. I'm not announcing anything here, but I'm watching this and. You know, I have had more doctor-related medical things in the last few years. You know, a lot of you guys, especially if you're our Patreon subscribers, know more details about it. I'm in good shape, but there have been some really fucked up things that have happened lately. And I'm watching this and I'm thinking, like, this dude is only a couple years older than me when he passed. No, he was almost 50. He was, like, in his mid-40s. They um, showed video from his 45th birthday, so he was at least 45, 46. Yeah, yeah, he's in his, like, yeah. mid-40s, and, you know, my father passed away last year, and it's just like, I'm watching this, and I'm just putting myself in that position, and I was fucking, I have never cried like that watching any of these shows in five years. Oh, uh, no, no, you usually feel Not no even, emotions. <laughs> I feel nothing but contempt, guys. Yeah. It's really the cornerstone of this entire podcast is my contempt for um, the show and everyone on it. But I'm watching this and and to your point, it's like, well, shit, man. Anything that we would shit on her for, there's a hint of all there it, it's going to be underpinned with understanding and sadness and that's not it's hard to be funny i know that's that's what i'm worried about i'm like with the amanda storyline i just feel like who knows i mean again pot of shame like, we might hate her she might be the <laughs> worst human being we've ever seen i don't know but i yeah i had the same thought like we do have goldfish brain Right now, like the backstories are super fresh in our minds because that's all they talk about in the first sure. episode. But you do forget about them quite quickly. Like, again, completely forgot that Jasmine had kids. Two kids. Where, like, I I don't remember anything from her original intro package. But so maybe we'll just, like, forget all of this and like get wrapped up in the insanity of Romania, which I'm very excited for. I love that this woman thinks she's to get a spray tan to go to Romania. To fucking Romania. <laughs> as if as if this guy, uh Ravzan, is gonna be like, ugh, you're too pale. Because because <laughs> any man has ever fucking said that, like I don't know, it's, the whole it's spray funny. tanning thing has always been so baffling to me. It's it's wild, yeah. Also, that the spray tan was like in some lady's like kitchen. It looked like yeah. it was it usually I, when I you get a spray just, tan. Ex- they're just exposed cabinetry all yes. over this room. <laughs> there was no was like just- plastic anywhere. <laughs> Usually when you get a spray tan, you go into like a little kind of like compartment and it's contained. Yeah, Yeah, like a booth. And this was just like she's just spraying her all. I'm like her sister's sitting right there getting like a secondary, like secondhand tan. It was wild. That was so weird, the spray tan situation. And are you you, you supposed to wear and I I don't know anything about this other than I was just watching. Like 
there's I know what overspray is from painting my house and shit. <laughs> Don't you like do you do you need a respirator? Uh no. If you're you doing this, to. it's okay. Like it just seems like something that would change the pigment of your skin. You probably yeah. wouldn't want to breathe. But yeah. what do I know? <laughs> I've gotten a spray tan one time like 10 years ago. And so it may have changed since then. Never again. You're like, you're like damp for, you know, 20 minutes. You can't put on your clothes and stuff. And I, I don't remember wearing. I remember being naked when I got a spray tan. But who knows? I Things may have changed. Um. Anyway. Wanna- <laughs> hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, every time that before the 90 comes on, it's such a sensation in the ratings that we like to kind of reintroduce ourselves. We do this about once a year because typically we will get a lot of new people joining us for before the 90 days. So if you've never listened to us before, welcome to the shit show. <laughs> we've, this is, uh, we're coming up on year five in a couple months. Yeah, we are. And uh, so we're, I don't know, we we started this podcast with Kyle kind of hate watching 90 Day. I was really into the show. Uh, we really did it just for fun. And then all of a sudden people started listening to it. So we had to continue. <laughs> yeah. Just, That's kind God, of what happened, right? <laughs> you forced my hand, listener. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Uh, all but, of this you is know. your fault. You enjoy it now, though, sometimes. <laughs> I enjoy doing the podcast. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we recap, you know, before the 90 and then on our Patreon, uh, we have uh, extra content that we release on Wednesdays where we're recapping kind of other viral shows in the reality TV world. Right now we are covering the ultimatum queer love. We're covering love in paradise, the Caribbean, a 90 day story. And we usually <laughs> Esquire. <laughs> Esquire. We usually give a uh, preference to, you know, just other shows in the 90 day universe that aren't the premiere show that's on Sunday night. So Right. Yeah. Well, welcome. Uh, put your kids to bed because this Gino and Jasmine <laughs> conversation is going to be gnarly. It, it really is. <laughs> the world is open again, and that means I'm traveling a lot again. And I always get nauseous when I travel. If you have a tendency to get nauseous, you know you'll do whatever it takes to feel normal again. There is nothing worse than feeling like you might vomit all over a stranger on a plane or in an Uber or in a boat, especially when you're going somewhere that's supposed to be fun. Ginger doesn't do it for me, and I really hate taking pills that make me drowsy. If you have a tendency to get nauseous, you've got to check out Relief Band. Relief Band is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. Really wish I would have had one of these when I was pregnant. And now you can use your HSA or FSA dollars to get a relief band. So if you just got those accounts refilled, put that money to good use and fix your nausea problem for good. Whether you need everyday nausea relief or just an occasional cure from nausea, their patented technology makes feeling sick a thing of the past. Forget the days of nausea pills that make you groggy and exhausted. It's like the name says, Relief Band is legitimately a band you wear on your wrist to give you a relief from nausea, and you can change the intensity depending on how you are feeling to make it stronger or weaker. 
I can tell you firsthand that Relief Band actually works. I used Relief Band when I've had to fly post-COVID, and I was really surprised that I didn't feel nauseous at all. It also curves my anxiety because I know I have something to help with my nausea and I'm not just going to puke unexpectedly. And it's actually really easy to use. You just put a little gel on your wrist and pop it on. It's so easy to travel with and it's really discreet. It just kind of looks like a fitness tracker. And I don't really drink, as you all know, but my husband borrowed my relief pant when he had a few too many beers last weekend, and he said his hangover nausea was gone. He was very skeptical, and he was really surprised how quickly it worked. So if you want the band that actually works at relieving your nausea, check out Relief Band. Right now, we've got an exclusive offer for 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray listeners. If you go to reliefband.com, use promo code Cray Cray, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping. So head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D, Relief Band, Dot com and use our promo code CRAYCRAY for 20% off plus free shipping. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So let's talk about this season premiere. Um, Wolf, uh, this was a, it was a heavy one. I have to say, I can't like before the 90 is usually the most lighthearted. It's so stupid (laughs) in the best way. It's so dumb. Yeah. And I feel like we have a lot of heavy hitting storylines like Amanda, especially because as you said, this was super Amanda heavy and I'm, I, I am hopeful that this will turn absolutely absurd because this guy Razven looks like a total joker which I'm here for. But this episode with the kids and and her husband dying like basically 10 days after his diagnosis, this was like a I I was crying. Like this was so sad. I've never felt emotions like this on 90 Day Fiance before. And you know, it it's only tempered as you go on by the realization throughout I mean she had four scenes or maybe five. And as you go through these scenes, it becomes more and more clear that this person is in so much pain. Mm-hmm. And, but in a, in a really like <laughs> awful way, because her kids are not uh, through the other end of this grief process either, but she's acting on her grief in a uh, a clearly like even if my kind of feeling on this is we don't really know much about Razvan yet. Um, he actually seems like on the surface kind of a good rebound. Honestly, if you're just gonna you bang, know, yeah, she's look, she's beautiful, and yeah, she's, there, she's there's really not a huge age gap. He's ripped. Yeah, go fucking bang it out, but. He's in Romania and she is in love with this guy, like in love with him. It's and it's not good. I've never been to Louisiana, but 
I assume that there are some hot dudes there that she can bang, right? Or like even date, like more seriously if that's what she wants. Like, I guess I don't. And and she is what I I would say she is conventionally attractive, right? Like she is, yeah. Um, you know, and I just feel like there's probably I don't know. We don't know anything about the South. Disclaimer: We don't know anything about the South. <laughs> that's just if you're a new listener. <laughs> Everything we say about the South is wrong, and just uh, we're just terrible people. <laughs> yeah, we really are. But we, I think that there are probably a lot of Southern men that are into her type. Meaning, she's very like sweet, and she's very like you know conventionally pretty. And but it's it's hard. It's it's automatically ten times harder when you're a single mom to date. That's true. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how smoking hot you are. But I, I don't think for one minute she would really have a problem uh, at least banging it out, you know, with with dudes uh, just to kind of uh, not that that's a healthy thing to do. But this feels like a very physical based relationship. She's like mm-hmm. obsessed with his abs. She talks about how hot he is. Oh, but yeah, he's silly and dorky and sweet too. Sure, sure, sure. But damn, look at that picture. You know? Yeah, I know. She, it just, I don't know. I, I, I understand how she got here. Like she, so let's go back. Her story is tragic. I mean, this guy, her husband, who they were married eight years. She's currently 31. So she did get married pretty young, 23. And I think that's part of what her sister is saying is like, she was a mom really young. She got married really young. Her husband's 15 years older at least. And um, she and other than him, it sounds like she's never even dated anyone else except her her husband. Not probably not seriously. I mean, if she was that yeah. young when she married and they probably dated before they got she said they were married eight years. So they've probably been dating since she was 20, 21. Right. I'm guessing. So like she basically had teenage boyfriends and then this dude, you know? Right. They were married for eight years, as you said. And it sounds like this is, I mean, look, she's not going to go on TV and shit on her dead husband, but everything she says about him makes him sound like an awesome guy. Great dad, just really funny, lighthearted, good heart. And I mean, he started feeling sick. This, this is what's crazy. He starts feeling sick. They're doing like all these tests on him for months and they don't see anything. And then all of a sudden, he's diagnosed with stage four cancer. Like, I need a medical professional to weigh in here. That seems fucking insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. three um, days. Three days after his diagnosis, he was so weak that she had to rush him to the hospital. And then he died a week later. That is, I can't, that's so fast. It's, it's tragic. I don't understand yeah. how this happened. Like, did they mix yeah, I mean, up his MRI results with somebody else? Like, how does this happen? And usually when you're that far along, you're going to have markers in your blood right. that are pretty, uh, I, I would assume, like, fairly easily testable if it's state. Like, they call it stage four because there's stages before that. You don't, I don't think you just get stage four from nothing. No. I could be wrong. No, but, it's stage four is like. That's hard. You don't come back from stage four. I mean, maybe like the miracle cases, but. Well, especially if it's spread throughout your body. And um, 
They gave him three months, even with treatment. I assume that he just was like, why bother? Yeah, I um, wouldn't. Yeah. And three days later, and and yeah, like you said, like two weeks or so, he, he's gone. And, how do you tell um, your kids? Like, how do you tell you? How do you explain this to your kids? It's so devastating. Yeah. I just, ugh, this was hard to watch, honestly. Yeah. Um, and you know, her, her response is understandable, at least at first where she just gets on social media. Cause what else are you fucking supposed to do all day? You're, you're grieving. You have two kids. Yeah. You can't, you can't escape other than on the internet. And, yeah. and she meets this dude on TikTok, and like, maybe the most baffling thing about the entire storyline is that she paid for a TikTok gift. Just don't. Just never do that. I ever. agree. I don't that understand means, this. Kim, Kim, that means that she has linked a payment method to TikTok. And that, Oof. I just, that's a red line for me, you know? Um, <laughs> There's no coming just, back. You know, my stance being on TikTok <laughs> is like a yeah. very strong line. So, also, if you're new to the podcast, we're old. Uh, <laughs> so, they started texting, flirting, and then we meet. Razvan. He's 26. He's from Bucharest, Romania. He it's worst case scenario. Model and social media influencer. Uh all in one. The worst I mean, of the worst of all worlds, you the know. The worst of everything. And I mean, this yeah. is the thing. This woman is having terrible judgment. Like I could take one look at this guy and be like, yeah, maybe don't like it see the things that she talks about her husband being so awesome is like, he was a provider. He took such good care of us. He made me feel safe. He provided security for the kids. I can tell you in five seconds of analysis that Razvan does not provide any of these characteristics. And so not one. Yeah. Like why? And, but then I can't judge her because she's so ingrained in her grief and her mourning that like, yeah, your judgment is clearly clouded, but how do you, I don't know. That's what's so tough. What's, you know, in 2023, when you say that you're a model and social media influencer, like that makes like you're essentially the to me, you're the equivalent of a cigarette company executive from the 70s. Like there's not (laughs) there's like very few professions I have less respect for. Yeah, I know. It's pretty there's nothing nothing good is happening on this tiktok let's just put it because that he's way. not yeah i mean the, but then you know we do learn that i mean the, the guy's working he is doing he's in film he just is whether or not yeah. it's just like random people on you know home movies whatever he is doing stuff at minimum though yeah like, he, he wants to launch his music career which means he doesn't have a music career so okay moving past that i mean the guy is in films so when he says i'm a social media influencer like okay it's funny that he thinks that that is what you lead with instead of that he's just an actor yeah you're right that is weird uh she said amanda says one line that i just like wrote down because i was just shaking my head so hard, but I think Rosvin and I are definitely going to get married, but I just don't really know anything about him. <laughs> yep. That's uh that's basically the tagline for before the night days. Um, yeah. And, and if that behavior didn't exist, we wouldn't have a show to talk about. 
the one thing that the, 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 I think the only time I cracked up at their 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 storyline this episode was he's they're they're video chatting and he's like yeah when you get here you know I want to shoot a music video with you but then he <laughs> but then he keeps talking and it's clear what he meant was I want you to kind of be there while I make out with this other chick yeah. in a music video about being in love. And then she's like, um, wait, what? What are you talking about? No. This that is just, like, it was, what the fuck? That that sentence where he was talking, I want you to come shoot a music video and I'm going to be making out with someone else. <laughs> what are you she's doing? like, no. This Soja uh, Boy did this. Soja Boy was like, yeah, Kimbali, come to Zimbabwe, an entire other country where I don't live, or Kenya, I forget where they were, and watch me make a music video about another woman with a hot, oiled up models just like rubbing all over me. Let's do that for our fun bang trip. And she was By like, the way, the what? name of the song is literally someone I'm DMing with on Instagram right now. <laughs> Oops. I, I mean, he didn't go that far, but just so like, so the music video is about him being in love with her, but he's going to make out with another girl. That just doesn't make sense because Amanda's super hot. She could totally be a music video make out partner right you know what i mean does he has he already hired this actress is there a union in romania that is forcing him to make out with a union member like how does this what is going on here it makes no sense but yeah she's not thrilled about this and but she's going to romania anyway so i guess we'll see what happens yes yeah, of course um, she is emotional departure did are those her two sisters or one of them was her aunt and the other was, was her, her sister. Aunt. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was the kid's aunt, meaning like her sister. But yeah, she seems yeah. to have like really good family support to watch the kids. And she's only going for a couple weeks. So I don't know. On one hand, I'm glad she's taking a trip that she deserves. But on the other hand, I'm like, she's going to miss her kids the whole time. I don't think she's like done grieving. And I think she's just going to be really hurt by a lot of this behavior and he is going to be annoyed this is going to be a disaster my kyle always right prediction <laughs> is that she's going to fly there things are going to be great for like two episodes and then it's going to hit her oh yeah i have kids and she's going to start really looking at him as a potential father and being insanely disappointed the entire season and she's going to break out with him I fucking hope so. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. So you want to talk Gino? I would, I, I never would have thought I would say this sentence, but thank God for <laughs> Gino and Jasmine. Because <laughs> they're so ridiculous. I mean, it and seems like based on what we've seen so far, these two are going to be the comic relief this season. Yeah. Absolutely. There's nobody else that's I'm trying to think of who else. Well, we have the we haven't seen the Israeli guy in the oh, um, he looks newscaster like a clown. yet. Yeah. Yeah, they look uh, pretty funny. Jasmine is stooping the shit out of this Dane guy, right? I hope so. She's fucking this dude's brains out. She has He's to be. Cute. There's no Is his name Dan or Dane? The subtitle it's said spelled, Dane and then she called him Dan. It, right. It's spelled Dane, the way I would pronounce it would be Dane, but yeah, Dan, whatever. This guy is 
like Anderson Cooper, Silver Fox looking guy, Australian ish accent, not completely sure. And he seemed like the thing about him that's wild, and we'll, we'll come back to the beginning. Jasmine, from what we've seen, is frequently extremely emotionally unstable. And mm-hmm. she is often just straight terrifying to behold uh, her, yeah, her, yeah. her wrath. A lot of the times it's justified to be fair, but she, like maybe not to the degree <laughs> that she brings it. But I'm just thinking like this dude is her ex-boyfriend and he is completely okay with Jasmine moving into the same building as him. Either they're like, that is baffling unless they are banging right now. How else could you explain? Like I I've never met Jasmine. I'm sure she's never listened to this podcast. I would be terrified of her living in the same town as me. (laughs) Yeah, I know he, I think he still likes her. It sounds like she broke up with him in her because words, he's too vanilla. It's no, she said because he was a precious princess or something. I don't know what that means. She, he I mean, like she she implied that he was. Too, yeah, she kind of implied that he was too milk toast. Like, so she dates Gino. Well, Gino is a maniac too, obviously, and That's loves true. the drama. I think this guy, it seems like from what I gathered, this guy saw her Jasmine side and was like, whoa, I'm not okay with this. And she's like, okay, well, fine. I'm breaking up with you because this this wild person is who I actually am. So, bye. <laughs> He's like, so you're saying that Dan is an emotionally stable human? It that That, I mean, she basically said he's too... <laughs> Uh, she she said, "I need chaos and passion." <laughs> <laughs> I so. want to know what this guy's backstory is because he's living in a luxury rental in Panama alone, presumably. And he's like, and he's like young and single, and like, what's what's happening? What's going on here? Uh, do you talk about a fuck caravan? That's yeah, the, seriously. Yeah. Uh. So. Gino is shopping for human hair. That was entertaining. I was like, what is going on here? And then I realized he's buying the hair for Jasmine. But one small box. This is this is human hair. This is human hair, right? <laughs> I hope she won't want more than three pieces of hair. <laughs> what would you do with three pieces of hair? Why would you get a sample? Like you're literally on the way to Panama, maybe for the last <laughs> time, and you're gonna bring a sample. What is she gonna do with that? This is my main question. He says that he hasn't been to Panama since the first time, right? No, that's what no, they said. I mean, he has definitely been. If he said that, and we're interpreting that correctly, he's just straight lying. Because we've seen okay. him on Instagram go back there since the first season aired. I'm so glad because when they're talking about his sexual problems, I'm like, how do you know? You've only had one bang trip according to your storyline. So yeah. and, you and, said the and, sex was incredible and then you said it was bad. Like if he's only right. done one trip, there's no time for it to be bad, right? I didn't get I didn't get the impression that he was 
say he's only been there that one time, which was filmed. I think that he must have gone back and he couldn't get it up for whatever reason. It's because they're arguing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and the thing, like the thing that's so frustrating about Gino, and we saw this last season, is like he is a compulsive liar. Yes. And awful. He can't. It, and the thing that's like so bizarre about him is he always seems to take the absolute worst possible fucking strategy to cover up things that just aren't that big of a deal. And then he massively fucks up things that are a big deal. Like the thing, like if Gino just has ED, guess what? So do millions of other men. There's a really easy solution. Not a big deal. Yeah. It's yeah. And it's, it's just like, we have effectively solved this problem. But if the if if like he really can't get it up because they're fighting, you shouldn't be in that relationship for so many reasons. And the take is just so strange. Like if we stop fighting, then I can get my dick hard again. But Jasmine so clearly want is like mega horny. It, it's a chicken. It's a chicken or the egg thing. It's just never going to work. Yeah, the main outstanding question I have is like, why is Gino even with Jasmine? I mean, there's two things that, I, that I'm thinking here. Well, but he doesn't he doesn't even want to touch him, though. Like when she's like, I'm not wearing a bra, touch my boobs. He's like, no, he like he 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 doesn't <laughs> indulge in like the obvious. Right. And so there's there's two lines of thinking that I have. The first is that he just loves the drama. He just fucking loves. He's addicted to the drama. He loves it. He loves it. The second is that fetish for for uh, evidence report. But but he does it because he can't even ejaculate. Like, yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? It doesn't. The sex thing doesn't make any sense. The other is that he feels so guilty that he really he sent out those nude pictures of Jasmine, and now she can't get a job. That he feels like obligated to support her and stay with her because yeah he she fucking can't should now. <laughs> yeah he should. he should feel that you should break up with her and still support her you piece of shit I mean that's sad I felt bad for her when she was like I can't get a job I was like ugh horrible it's awful and and you know I believe her because we see that even happen here it's really bad. I don't understand why teachers have this. I, I don't know. Like why they're held to higher standards than the general population. When they like literally was, pay them not enough to live in many yeah, cases. It was non-consexual nude, nude photographs that got out and she's being blamed for it. It just, it's really irritating and horrible. Um, no, it, I mean, the Jasmine yeah. thing is even worse than having an OnlyFans or something because it, you said it was non-consensual. It's not her yeah, fault. Yeah, it's not like she got any money from it. No. Right. I'm um, sad we didn't get a flashback of the toothbrush, but that's not here nor there. <laughs> um, G- Gino's buying her shit, though. He gets the $1,500 worth of hair. She demands yeah. all of it. And then he gets her this luxury rental because why, why is Gino in his pathological lying saying that the visa is going to be ready in 30 days? He has no fucking idea when the visa is going to be ready. That's part of his, patholo- his pathology, though. He can't. Yeah. 
he he lies to her because and it's also I mean a part of this is their relationship dynamic. If he if he lies to her and gets away with it, everything's great and lovely and flowers and roses. But it's funny like he lies so often that I don't think Jasmine's buying his bullshit anymore. She she yells at him for lying to her about him knowing when the visa's getting here. She's like, "Don't do that. You don't fucking know." <laughs> I know, but he doesn't know. Like, it's so can't, I can't help. He literally can't help himself. He just can't. I know. It's really bad. Yeah. But, you know. Um, do maybe... you think that the hat upgrade is substantial <laughs> or is it a lateral move? <laughs> I was just about to say, like, the hat upgrade. He, She was not impressed, Kyle. She is not impressed. Because she thinks I... that he... I think she really okay. Some of the, one of the things, if you haven't watched these people, if you've um, just never watched before the ninety, or just tuning in, uh, it's baffling. <laughs> but I believe that Jasmine is sexually attracted to Gino. I don't get it. I do too. I know it's crazy, but she. I think she really genuinely believes that he would just be better off just rocking and being bald. He has. Gino is a weird guy. He's great casting because he does have these, like he's a pathological liar. He's obsessed with his head being covered. Like he has a never nude head. And he is just like, remember when he pulled out the other hat, when she threw his hat, like it's just, Oh, it was one of the best moment of the season. He did it so nonchalantly. (laughs) Just, (laughs) I just, this is like the best casting. I mean, these are the people we want to see and they're so hard to find. You know, so, you know, Gino makes a big deal about the 3000, which like that sounds like a lot for Panama. I'm sure that apartment is amazing. But but then you find out, for one thing, he's an automotive engineer. I would assume that means that he is working for a car manufacturer, like designing and engineering new models of cars. He's got to be making a decent living and he's got good benefits. I would assume I could be wrong. But I think he's probably doing a lot better than he was before. Two, you find out that he only rents this for a month and he's going to be there for three weeks of the month, which means, Kim, it's just an an Airbnb. Airbnb. Yes. Yeah. It's an Airbnb. For him, mostly. So shut the fuck up, Gino. I know. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need for yourself. A lot of us have kids that are super demanding on our time or family members that may demand a lot from us. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. My experience with therapy has been that when I know I have slotted time to talk through my stuff, my issues, my worries, my frustrations, I'm better able to take care of the people in my life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance in your life with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash CrayCray today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, better 
com slash cray cray. And thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Ty Ray, 33, Modesto. Um, so the episode ended with one of the most bizarre scenes that oh my God. I feel like we've ever seen on this show. I don't, this has never happened before. Never. I, and it's, it's really, it's like my head is spinning about this scene. We just watched it. I still am having a hard time thinking of like what to make of this because there have been catfishing scenarios on this show before. Does this okay, this could mean so many different things. One, did production honestly not know about the other catfishes that have been on this show before? There's no fucking way. You're telling me okay. mm, David. You're telling right. me that guy and Yolanda. Right. Yolanda, and, give me a break. And so, you like, didn't this, know the this is not in England. Yeah, this, this is not like some kind of like producer policy to tell them, right? No. They're going to film this to see the train wreck and see the shit show. I, I, does it mean that uh, maybe this was reenacted? And no, they, I, there's no, it wasn't. So what's what's going on here? Are we? So I, this is first of all. Does this mean we never see Barbados now? We were so excited. Andrea Simpson is going crazy right now. Are we never going to see Barbados because this is a cat? Like, is this story just done? What happens? Is he just going to do a fucking um, what's his name pivot to girl B and go there anyway? I'm so glad this is like the only question I have about this storyline is what was the production motivation to tell him and offer him an out? I mean, they're on camera saying, if you don't want to film anymore and you want us to destroy the footage that we filmed thus far, we will do that. I don't know. He clearly said no, like keep going. I don't know if they just felt so fucking bad for this guy because like he's got the situation with his mom. He's clearly a really good person. He's got a kind heart and he's, I mean, his life is I mean, kind of rough right now. The and... guy lives in Modesto. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> God. I mean, he's a nice guy. He's helping with his mom anyway, but yeah, I, the, so production must have some plan for how to drag this this out yeah Yeah. so like i don't know do they offer to find the girl in the photos and like fly him to Barbados? because this is the thing he says i don't even have money for a plane ticket to barbados so So there was never any plan for (laughs) him to go so how could you even suspicious okay if if you if you don't have money to fly to Barbados, how do they even cast him on 90 days with fiance exactly. before the 90 days? It doesn't make any None of this makes sense. That's They have a plan. 
I don't know. Yeah. There's something going on here. I'm actually, I'm actually on the edge of my seat to see what it is because they're gonna just bring Maria from Ukraine to Modesto. <laughs> How does this guy think he's gonna get married anyway? He lives in a one bedroom apartment with his mom. Who's gonna take care of his mom if he does go to Barbados? It seems like his siblings have moved on with their lives and have just they they think that they have. I mean, it sounds like a really kind of fucked up situation yeah, where his siblings yeah, are like, well, Ty Ray will take care of it. He's never going to get married anyway, you know, and they've, they've like, they've like doomed him to this, this fate. I mean, no, no shade on him or his mom. It, he's, he's a phenomenal person for doing this for her, but um, it doesn't seem like he has a lot of backup, which is so sad and, and like frustrating. Can you imagine having five kids? And only one of them helps you at all when you have a stroke. The guy that's a the the thirty three year old virgin who has never like had a girlfriend before is the yeah. That's just messed up. Yeah, I was it's really sad. his backstory again. This made me cry too. This was tragic. His backstory about his dad getting like murdered in a park when he was four, or four. six. Four, four years old and so his mom like had to raise them by herself i mean they were homeless a few times um his siblings just we don't even know where they are like are they around ever do they help at all how does he get by financially he had to quit his job to become a full-time caretaker of his mom no he, he'll I get mean, reimbursed for that but it's barely anything obviously yeah, like it's it's got to be really. T- I mean, he says my budget is extremely tight. That's why I haven't been able to like get a flight to Barbados. So California has you know home caretaker reimbursements for stuff like that, but obviously it's not it's not any kind of living. Mm-hmm. I mean, he cooks. It le- meal he made looked great. It looks like he's a good cook. Yeah, one of the few meals on ninety day that I feel like I would actually eat. That someone cooked. I know. Usually, I was like, that looks good. <laughs> usually, it's like mac and cheese mixed with cream of wheat or something. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Not that that. I mean, that sounds kind of good too. But no, anyway, that's fucking yeah. revolting, Kim. Stop. <laughs> so I, I don't know. This is just like he had a job too. He had like a insurance claims. Um, he had like a decent job, but he had to quit. And he says he has like also no social life. So similarly to Amanda, I understand how this guy has come to finding fake internet girlfriend. He has been talking to this woman for four years. Four years is a long time. And, and look, the amount you know, of delusion you have to have, the amount of delusion you have to have. Also, if and, you're a Yahoo boy, you don't stick around for four years if you're not getting money. It's, 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 it makes me feel if this story's real, it really tells you how desperate he is for human connection. That yeah. he's been talking to her for four years and they've never once video chatted. And he makes up excuses for her on her behalf. He's literally never even asked this person to video chat, it seems like. It's he says he, like, he says he's never asked her, and he, he's making up in his own mind reasons why she doesn't want to talk to him, which is so sad. But he still loves her. 
I don't I don't think he loves her. I think he loves the idea. I think he's lonely. I think this is like easy and comfortable. I mean, think about how easy this is. The stakes are low. He doesn't have to provide for her. He doesn't have to have any like real difficult conversations. I mean, she's supportive. Like when his mom got sick and, you know, this person just has to send some messages like, I'm sorry, that really sucks. And he's like, oh, this is great. But there's no like they don't have to deal with any of the real relationship stuff. I mean, it's easy, right? So I don't I know. Just, I just he's hope. He's never been in a relationship, so he doesn't know what it's really like. I am hoping. I am so. So on D sides, we covered the Monty Teo story. And what I don't Ugh. want to see, what I don't want to see is them finding this guy and trying to make him a part of the storyline or something. You know what I mean? I'm worried about that. Yeah. Also, why like why would it be embarrassing that it's a man scamming? It kind of plays into homophobia, honestly, that like the the production crew was like we have the big news wasn't that he was being scammed. The big news was that it was a man that he'd been right. messaging with. And I'm like, well, why is like I understand like that's a a big shock because he really thought he was talking to a real person, but just to find out that he was being scammed in general or catfished well, in general double, should be enough. Well, it's a double it, it's it's a double blow. For one yeah. thing, it because not only are you not talking to the person you thought you were, it's that assuming that he's straight. There's still no, there's no chance, even if it's not the same. Because, for example, like when Jenny got catfished by Michael yeah, Jones, submit. Yeah. At least she was able to pivot and be like, okay, well, you don't have an eight pack, but you're still kind of cute, and I've been talking to you for a long time, so I forgive you. Like, let's keep talking. I assume that Tyre is straight, and so now he's just like, well, fuck, man. Yeah, like, I can't I can see e- that. E- like, it's complete loss. It's total loss unless he decides, well, we're still friends. I guess we can keep talking, but that doesn't really make a TV show. No. This is just like, it's really sad. I, I, again, it's hard for me to even like make fun of Tyree for being vulnerable because he's so vulnerable. Right. Like, I just feel this like is, his situation is, is so vulnerable. This guy is tailor made for a romance scam and i mean thank goodness he's only sent her a couple grand probably we don't know that i mean i would assume because he just doesn't he doesn't even have money for a plane ticket so he can't be sending her that much money if any that's true like when we've seen catfishes before or like scamming like from caesar and dave especially david like david was like this white man with plenty of money so he almost like knew like he justified he, was he like, totally well, knew and he was money. and he was actually fine with it he even said yeah he even said on like what now i think that he just thought of this as it's like going to the casino it's it's like yeah. going to the casino it's like a it's almost like a vice and he understands that he was like, well, yeah, it cost me this much money, but like I got enjoyment out of it and it was kind of a hobby for me. And he, he understood had the money. it was transactional, as gross as he was. Yeah, he didn't, you know, he didn't go into debt. He didn't lose his house. 
Now, with Caesar, it was like a little bit more sad because he just wasn't making that much money. And remember, he was like eating macaroni every night to afford it. But like he was also like gross in the way that he was just like one of this hot Eastern European blonde woman. And so it's like, well, I don't feel that bad for you. Tyree is sad because he's getting catfished, but he also is just so lonely and and vulnerable and has no time for his social life because he's taking care of his mom full time. And it's like, Jesus is fucking sad, you know? I know. I Don't know. take advantage of him. Anyone else. Go find a David. They're, speaking of exist. David, speaking yeah. of David, we have a new David, 42, Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, I, we, we saw Matt Sharp Productions do this on lockup with the deaf woman that was on lockup. I fucking hate when they do this. Uh, we're going to make it sound really weird and muffled to give you an idea of what it's like to be deaf as if we need that to feel sympathy for this guy or something. I don't just know. It's very it's, normally. What it's is very it? strange. Like we get the, just, just seeing how he has to scan around as he's walking and people riding bikes past him and he kind of gets startled. Like, okay, I don't get, get it. it. I don't, I, I mean, I can't really get it, but you don't have to like keep taking it that far. Yeah, no. I don't need to see like silent pinball to understand that he feels the vibrations. Yeah. And, you know, that makes it enjoyable for him. And it's something he did with like it doesn't make me understand more to right. put it on mute, you know? But this anyway. David's situation is far more uh difficult than I don't even remember her name. That she was a total idiot from lockup. Um, uh, she was, was a real not nice person. Yeah. Who is deaf. She's a disaster. His situation is far worse because he was born deaf, which means he can't like, there's no way that this guy is, can even speak words in any, he, he does, that, that concept is never, there's no way he could do that. He can't read lips. And so he, he's not, I, I he can, he's capable of making sounds, but you can, I think, understand why he's never been able to speak English, unlike that person on lockup and many deaf people who have lost mm-hmm. their hearing over time. So well, I think this you is... can learn if you're born deaf. I think you can learn to speak, but it's really hard. And I think I can't I don't even know, conceive like, of how you would do that. Like I know, even even either. learning signing alone would be so hard if you if you yeah were starting out deaf um and i mean to make it even harder he was born into an all-hearing family so he has siblings and he has parents but they can't even really communicate with them because this is tragic too it doesn't sound like anyone in his family made any fucking effort to learn sign language they were just like i guess we'll ship you off to this boarding school to get rid of you and you'll learn whatever you need to learn there but he can't even really communicate with his parents this That's was horrible. That's sad. This was tricky. I had a hard time following. I mean, there wasn't a lot of details, but I had a little bit of a hard time following the story because the way that it's presented on the show, he had a hard time relating to his parents. And so they just shipped him to boarding school so he could learn sign language. And then he just they kicked him out at 20. And there you go. And he almost made it sound like his parents just shipped him to Abu Dhabi uh, like Garfield and 
they ne- they don't have any relationship now. If that's true, that's absolutely awful. But I could also see why he would need an intensive program to learn. But you assume like he has no way of actually communicating with his parents at all, besides maybe some kind of understanding that he and his like maneuvers that he and his parents have developed as a way to communicate over time for simple things. But I could see why a very intensive program to learn your very first language as a young kid would require like an intensive program like that. But I just, it just, there were so little details. I don't know, but they made it sound like see ya and like never talk to you again, like Matilda or something. I mean, he grew up, I, is his family still in Tennessee? How did he get to Omaha? He has like three or four siblings too. It's like he has brothers and sisters and they all are like speaking, hearing, people and i don't know i was because he talks about how lonely he is and such and i'm like that's sad like where are your siblings where are your parents and just i mean usually if there's a like i have i know people who have a deaf sibling and guess what the entire family knows sign language sure so like what what happened here i don't know i mean it it would be difficult it would be very difficult to learn sign language after he gets out at like 20 years old, but that's he your kid. Spe- like that's he your wasn't kid. coming home like you, ever? I mean, I don't know. That's another thing that's confusing. Is he coming home at 15 for the summer and he can sign, but nobody else has made any effort. We yeah. just don't know. It yeah. sounds, it sounds terrible in like any scenario. It just like, and he must've felt like such a burden if that were the case. I just, this is awful. I know. There's this is like four out of five of these storylines are heartbreaking and That's terrible. I'm, I'm just like saying. not used to this on before the 90. Amanda Tyre and this David guy, their backstories are fucking like traumatic. Usually it's like, hey, I'm you know, this person that has a social media talk show that's really bad, and I'm gonna make a music video in an Airbnb and blah 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 like give me that i this is too much for before the 90 they're trying to get too deep i know keep it keep it really stupid like yeah before the 90 is supposed to be perfect match level of idiocy (laughs) it's low stakes this is too high stakes (laughs) so at least this guy unlike harold on uh match me dick me abroad (laughs) <laughs> At least he decided, I, well, I might as well try dating deaf people. And yeah. he was with someone. It didn't work out. Shit happens. Uh, well, she cheated on him. <laughs> she cheated on him. And then he found Sheila. Now, I wasn't quite clear on this, but it sounds like she she started having hearing issues at six and she has hearing aids. Does that is she still continuing to lose her hearing? I'm not sure we got that much information about it. Yeah, it sounds like she so she was born hearing. She's hearing aids now. So she's I think he described her as hard of hearing. And, you know, he makes it very clear, like, I am totally open to relationships with deaf women, non-deaf women, hard of hearing women, like the whole gamut. I'm open. And, you know, his one serious relationship most recently was with a deaf woman. And then, you know, that they broke up. But Sheila, it sounds like she speaks English. It sounds like with her hearing aids, her hearing is pretty good. So it must not be deteriorating. I mean, how old is she? She's 31. 
So it could happen anytime. I don't know. That's you would true. think if you would think works. if her if her hearing was continuing to degrade rapidly, she would have learned, you know, sign language in some manner. Um, but she's she. But also, I mean, we actually don't know. She might know a variant of sign language. What she's learning now is American sign language. Yes, you're right. You're right. To communicate with him. ASL is not yeah. the only way to do it. Yeah. Um, so my prediction for this couple, I've, I, this could be totally massively off, but I kind of feel like this might be the wholesome story of the season where she turns out to not so. be a, to not be a monster. And most of their problems are to do with anxiety about communication and the kids and stuff like that. But generally they're going to be relatively solid. I'm, I might be wrong about that, but that's what I hope for because the rest of these stories are disasters. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks like the drama is him connecting with her kid, which looks like it's going to be hard, but I don't know. I'm this bartender conversation. Sorry. Reading emojis as text is so cringy it's to me. It's horrible. Smiley face, licky lips. I'm like, that sounds so no, gross, but that's no, not his fault. No, it's not maybe, his fault. Maybe that's what Gino needs. He needs t- emoji <laughs> to speech to to get hard. I don't know. I like the bartender, but I wonder if this is really his friend or like this is what made me even more sad. Does he really have like no friends? And this is the only person they could find to be on TV with him. Like no work friends, no siblings, no real friends, just this bartender. I mean, I'm glad he has a bartender friend near his house. Like, that's great. But I don't know. Sheila did ask for money, but not until a year into the relationship. They've been talking for two years. And Over for really, years. really good, seemingly reasons. <laughs> I mean, COVID, so many of these people started sending their international significant others money during COVID. And then do you, do you remember house. when we thought COVID was going to be a disaster for 90 Day Fiance? It turns yes. out it turns out it's been the best thing that's ever happened for before the 90 because there were so <laughs> many reasons for people to send money overseas and get I mean not trying to make light of COVID, but it's just, it's crazy how we thought this podcast might explode. <laughs> yeah. We, we thought we would have to just like end our focus on 90 day for a while. And yeah. it has done uh, the exact opposite. So ironic. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I, I like your prediction. I do hope this is the wholesome, happy ending that we're looking for because like, there's a lot of depressing storylines here. I need, I need this to get dumber and more fun and I need to forget about these backstories so I can shit on people. That would be great. Way dumber, (laughs) please. Thank you. Signed 90 day cray cray. Get on that. (laughs) Hello, lovely listeners. Are you sad that this podcast is just about over? Do you need something to listen to while you're on long walks in your neighborhood or maybe cooking or cleaning your house? Do you hate ads and you literally can't skip through them because you're listening to the podcast when you're cleaning the house or cooking and you don't want to get spaghetti sauce on your really expensive phone? I have that problem too. 
If you want to listen to Kyle and I talk about the absurdity of the 90-day franchise of shows and occasionally other reality TV for even more hours every week, sign up for our premium podcast feed either via Patreon or with our 30-second sign-up on Supercast. It's only five bucks a month, so like less than a Starbucks, and it's extremely easy to sign up for and add to the podcast app of your choice. I promise you don't have to be tech savvy, especially if you use Supercast. You'll get a two-hour version of this podcast every week and another B-Sides episode that drops on Wednesday morning where we discuss other 90-day gossip, other 90-day shows that are airing, and other reality TV. Like recently, we're discussing The Ultimatum, Queer Love. We're talking about 90-Day Love in Paradise. Um, We're going to be talking about 90 Day UK this summer. Lots of fun stuff going on on B-Sides. You'll also get full access to our complete archive podcast catalog and no ads, no ads, no ads. So what are you waiting for? Treat yourself. Visit realitycraycray.com to sign up now. That's realitycraycray.com. So any last thoughts? Any... um... I don't know, excitement, other predictions we haven't yet talked about. I hope that we discuss Gino's penis every episode of this season. (laughs) That's where I'm at. My parents are very proud of me. (laughs) I can't wait for this um, Nicola and newswoman situation. I don't understand this at all. It looks so (laughs) dumb. And so, like, I I need to see them stat. I need more information. Totally. I'm with you. I'm really excited. Totally with you. And, I mean, I'm always excited for a new season. You know, we're starting fresh. We're getting all the new stuff. It's it's always fun, like, the first few episodes. So Totally. But, I mean, I I can't remember us being this apprehensive about a before the 90s season before. No. I'm telling you, the season six... You get to season six, you're fucked. Like season six of <laughs> totally. original 90 day was fucking terrifying. And now we're at season six of, of, or sorry, of the original 90 day was terrifying. And now we're at before, before the 90 season six. And I just, I, season six, it's a curse. hundred percent. I don't know. Yeah. I'm scared, Kyle, but we're going to get through it together. <laughs> well, yeah. Good luck to us all. Uh, if you're a new listener, thank you for joining us. You can go to realitycraycray.com, sign up. In a couple seconds for five bucks to get more than double the content. And um, yeah, we'll we'll see you next week with uh, maybe I mean, we, there are eight couples. We could have almost an entirely fresh cast next episode. We'll see. I know. I'm uh, yeah, I'm I'm still excited for the season, honestly, yeah. mostly because I am just like, what's going to happen with Tyree? I'm enthralled. Like, why did production play it this way so i'm excited to find out totally thanks guys for listening we'll talk to you next week bye